Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollywood Matt Connolly with the Double Biceps. It is in the contract, a legal requirement every single time we appear on camera. This is the Daily Combat Podcast as part of the AWE Network. A co-host, co-breather of air, co-wearer of clothes in this very room. It is in fact the King of Sting, the Count of Monte Cristo, the Master of Disaster, Thunderlips, the ultimate male. It is in fact the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. There it is right there, that illustrious award being choked unconscious by Tito Ortiz, not John Cena, painted yellow. It is, in fact, Dave, Dave Stockbridge. Stockbridge, welcome to your own show. Well, thank you for that very, very warm welcome, Hollywood Matt Connolly, as always. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And uh, and it was a pleasure to call some of the commentary with you at the recent AWE event. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, what an event. Uh, Saturday, the 25th of February, it finally came round. We got there in the end. It was like Christmas for arm wrestlers, wasn't it? Two big events in the world at the same time, and uh, there was a lot to look forward to. And for us in particular, there was a big build-up behind the AWE event, Mm -hmm. and uh, and it didn't disappoint. No, absolutely, yeah. How did you feel when you jumped on uh, the commentary thing? Because you were doing the ring announcing for the event, Mm. and then when Ryan Bowen, who was, was doing the commentary with me, he needed to compete in the main event. So he went to go warm up and mm. obviously there's an empty seat there <laughs> and uh, the man with the, the golden voice <laughs> that was in the... In Barely the, a voice today. In, yes, that's right. You've used all your voice powers <laughs> on the weekend. Use some soothers here. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, filled that gap, filled that void in... And so running over to do double duties and then we were running back and forth handing out belts and you were running into the ring to do the announcing and coming back to the commentary table. I wonder if anybody knew. I, I don't know. Well, maybe it, was, it could have been Keith that was doing the voice <laughs> Keith, he's, he's always there when you need he's, him. He's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great. It was um, a, a very special experience, and uh, and I guess uh, being so intrinsically involved in the build up to it, and, and understanding uh, where the athletes were coming from, and um, and having some sense as to what to expect was um, uh, was very helpful in that situation. I will also say, like they've been doing these podcasts with you, I, I, I will say we've got a very special on on air chemistry that right. uh, I think really shone through in the broadcast. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas that other guy that was doing the commentating with it seemed uh, awkward and a bit uh, disjointed, clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually listening back to it, I, I, um, I actually did listen back to it because I was, yeah, I didn't watch the uh, the broadcast, so I, I did listen to it on the way back, almost like a podcast. And oh, nice. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and, and what, what was interesting through uh, listening back to it was uh, uh, you, you and Ryan had a had a great chemistry and it, and it worked really nicely, and I and I thought that there was a there was a, that beautiful and delicate balance between. Color and um, and real thoughtful analysis and uh, and and the occasional joke and, and it was very light hearted as well and um, and uh, as well as having its more serious moments and and neither of you were um, uh, were afraid of getting excited and uh, and and letting that come through which I I, I thought was um, uh, was a beautiful thing to, to to listen to in in the broadcast as well and uh, you know of course and and I always enjoy jumping on the mic with you so uh, yeah. by the time we got around to those. Uh, those, those feature fights of the evening. So it was, a, it was actually a real joy to be able to, uh, and, a, and a privilege to be able to call with you those um, those title fights uh, at yeah. the at the main event and uh, and co-main event of the evening. Um, That's right. So um, yeah, that was a, that was a, a really special moment and one that I'll cherish for many uh, years to come. Yes, me too. It was amazing, and and to get that moment happening at uh, after we 
we sort of conceptualized this uh, two months ago, three months ago. <laughs> yeah. But it was just that Ryan had called out uh, Chance Shaw. Mm. And it, he's like, I'm going to bring right. you over That's to Australia. Australia again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan Bluebon, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, one of Australia's best arm wrestlers. And he had a previous match with an American guy, Chance Shaw. And, uh, Much larger individual, right. big big guy, young guy. Yes, and, that's right. And certainly a rising star in the sport of arm wrestling. Absolutely, yeah. And so Chance had um, won some key matchups over in the US and Ryan felt, hey, this is the time. Like, this is probably a really good match, a rematch. He'd won the original and he made a video saying, um, Chance, you I challenge you to a match. I'm going to actually fly you out to Australia. And as soon as we saw that, it was like... I wonder if we could get him to come <laughs> to us. <laughs> because we, we'd already had a, a date set out. And so some people have asked why it was that the King of the Table and AWE event were seemingly on the same day. Although we, we said it first. Yeah, we very much <laughs> did. Um, but, uh, our event was uh, always going to be part of the Apex Sport Fest uh, 3. And uh, we'd previously uh, uh, collaborated with the organisers of that event with um, uh, with, our, with a local event. And mm. uh, on this occasion we saw not only has the Apex Sport Fest grown in stature and, and calibre over the last couple of years, but we also felt that uh, there was an opportunity to do the same for arm wrestling. Yeah. And uh, so uh, when we had heard about this matchup that uh, Ryan had with Chance, we uh, were quick to reach out and say, hey, you know, if we can if we can get you here as part of that, as a main event, we'll try and build a card in behind you. And then Ryan um, uh, saw the opportunity as well and uh, said, hey, let's, let's maybe just do something together. And so that's pretty much how the AWE was formed yeah. um, through this, uh, just a, a very open dialogue and conversation. And uh, we've worked very, collaborative, very collaboratively on on, uh, on several occasions with Ryan and, and, and Hollywood. You've got a very close relationship with Ryan um, outside of just arm wrestling as well. And so uh, it was a really lovely fit and uh, and brought about, I think, the best in all of us. Mm. And uh, we, we've... Uh, between uh, you, you two guys, you were able to pull together well the greatest card ever assembled in the Southern Hemisphere for arm wrestling. So uh, it was yeah. a, it was quite a treat as a fan of arm wrestling to uh, see all of these names in the one place mm. and, and some pretty pretty awesome matchups as well. Yeah. And uh, and on, and the day did not disappoint. No, absolutely. Yeah, we it was amazing that we sort of as we said, you know, a couple of months ago, it was just an idea. And I remember we were practicing a sales pitch <laughs> we're gonna ring ryan with this idea and this sort of this is how we're gonna say it and we're gonna you know, present it like this because we wanted to sell him on the idea of we want you to come to adelaide we want you to do this your match here mm. uh and that was all it was at that point um and i think we'd scheduled a meeting with him and then it dropped out last minute and then something else happened and i ended up just writing it a message <laughs> <laughs> just text him <laughs> come to adelaide on the 25th um so no it worked out really well and yeah like Luckily, we got some of the best names in Australian arm wrestling to come along and, and put on amazing matches. And, yeah, what an event. It was so These were matches that, that we wanted to see. Like, Indeed, it was like, yeah. oh, imagine if we get to see this and you know, these two guys go at it. So Indeed. some of the best guys uh, that, that have been in Southern Hemisphere, as you said, and uh, it has built on so that we can push this towards the next event as well. So, mm. Yeah, but... Uh, it really did establish, you know, post-COVID where the pecking order sat because I think there's still there, there was still some degree of conjecture over that, although mm. some of these men had met over the table previously, others hadn't, and, uh, and it wasn't exactly clear what that top 10 
uh, would look like mm. in Australian arm wrestling. But mm. um, I think very much now there's a lot of clarity, and I think maybe one of the standout performers who who really shone brightly on the on the day was uh, Marcus Sitirai. Yes. 162 um, kilos, six foot three, six foot four. A formidable man. Oh, yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and and lovely chap as well. Um, and uh, I, I noticed Devin Devin Larratt's now shared the video yeah. of Marcus Chirai and, and uh, said very 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 nice things about him and uh, and about his potential and uh, how far he's come in such a short period of time. So mm. it was it was great to be able to share that with the world. And uh, and I think in some part it was great for somebody like Marcus to get out of his club environment and to really test himself against some of Australia's best. And he had the opportunity to do that twice. Yeah. as it turns out, yeah. uh, on the day, which wasn't planned, but that's exactly how it worked out. Yeah, he jumped at the opportunity, and, and that's the way you get ahead in life, is uh, you, know, you seize opportunities. So originally, uh, Ryan Bowen was supposed to, well, originally, well, originally, we, had, originally, we yeah. had a lot of replacements, a lot of dropouts. <laughs> Unfortunately, last minute, there was some injuries, there was some dropouts, uh, and Lachlan Carpenter was on the other end of that, and he had opponents that dropped out and had to switch opponents three times. Mm. <laughs> and... Uh, so Ryan Bowen had said, "Look, I'll I'll have my match, and then I'll have a match with you. Yeah. Um, so that you've got an opponent, so you haven't wasted money and time to fly here and all the training and everything. So we'll get you here and we'll put you on the stage, and you know we'll see how you go. And I'll be you know pre exhausted, so you should have a good chance." And then Lachlan's the uh, open weight uh, current national champion as yes. well, so he's no slouch. And exactly, that's right. It would have been quite formidable for Ryan, even fresh. One would one would suggest. That's right. That's right. And uh, Ryan had his main event match, and afterwards just had nothing left in the tank, and said, "Look, I, I can't." perform on the stage with you it's just going to be laughable like i've got nothing to give you and did you think for a second that maybe you were going to have to stand up and <laughs> be prepared no ready? not at all <laughs> i wasn't aware of any of this going on because i was i was coming well, we were both commentating at that time <laughs> i'm just wondering if you're harboring thoughts deep and deep like, within hmm, some, this is my moment were they, were they ask me well, well, oh it looks like the commentator's <laughs> gonna have to save the day <laughs> Not planned at all. Been waiting for this moment. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all these accidents that keep happening to mm, all the uh, pullers around. Accidents. The world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. So Ryan had his main event. He was supposed to go against Lachlan Carpenter. Had nothing left. And uh, did you sabotage Todd Hutchins' <laughs> snowmobile? Is that what his happened? Snowmobile. <laughs> Was it a snowmobile? Was it a snowmobile? ATV. ATV, so yeah. that's just, just like a... Uh, it's like a little go-ped thing, an all-terrain vehicle. It's like all a, terrain vehicle. A, a motorbike with, that's half a car. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, like a snowmobile, but for land, is it? Yeah, oh, okay. it's like a <laughs> land snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> you just want it to be a snowmobile so badly. <laughs> Could you ride it on it? snow, though? <laughs> Well, it's all terrain. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was snowing. Yeah. And that's why he flipped it. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing riding it? That's what I want to know. What was he doing? Is he a stunt is he stunt driver when he's uh, not arm wrestling? Maybe that's the only way to get through all the snow. <laughs> In Florida. Florida. Where is he? Is In he summer. Florida? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, so No, yeah. he was walking in snow in his was uh, oh, yeah, he in was. his promo video, that's you true. remember? So that's yeah. where I think I've got Ah uh, Yeah, there yeah. was and there was a couple Because I'd imagine him like you know, just to get to the letterbox, <laughs> you know, in the morning. Just to, <laughs> 
on the snowmobile and it's a long, it was a it's mishap. A long way, yeah, yeah somebody, his ATV. wife, yeah, his wife needed something from the general store or right. something, and uh, that's some miles away. <laughs> so it was off. And a deer emerged, took it, took the angle a little bit too tightly, and but there was scant information with respect to the accident. So yeah. oh, it, it was very much left up to my imagination. <laughs> <as> what, <laughs> I like how you. Doing like a sort of a wave ski motion. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd imagine that's what a snowmobile's like, not having ridden one before. <laughs> I've never seen snow in person. I don't even know what a snowmobile is. Yeah. Um. But it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so taken out by a snowmobile. Uh. <laughs> they are hard to sabotage. Uh, I do hope Todd's all right, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's reported he, he is on the mend now and uh, uh, hasn't trained yet, but mm. he's, he's uh, looking to uh, uh, start his recovery next week, which is uh, which is great that mm. he's, he's able to get the start start with that uh, just That's after right. the snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So anyway, so uh, we had a last minute swap at the very end of the day, mm. and it was that uh, Marcus stepped up and said, "Hey." I'll go against you. I'm fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite having pulled Adam Laura, who is a, a mega mass monster from uh, Sydney Spartans, mm. and uh, having won that match as well. And, and Marcus had won that one and said a few, you know, an hour later, well, okay, well, I'll go again. If you haven't got anybody in Lachlan, and mm. he stepped in and, and beat Lachlan as well. <laughs> so so, so yeah. we've an- answered a few questions, and all of a sudden, Marcus Tirai's skyrocketed to uh, the top echelon of uh, arm wrestlers. In, in the southern hemisphere, mm. Uh, mm. and and perhaps in can be talked about in the top three or four. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Potentially, he's making that argument for himself. Yeah, without it, I mean, his size, his strength, his dominance, mm. uh, it would it would be tough to put him out of that top four or five guys. And, and another big surprise packet on the day was uh, Hamza, the the Hammer Hodgic. Mm. So he surprising uh, for some, not for not well, for all. It, it, the, all, the, all the smart money went on the wrong man, didn't it? Yeah. It, so uh, the the Jamie Barrett train um, ground to a halt on uh, on Saturday the twenty fifth of February. And uh, Jamie's a lovely young guy, and, yeah. and it was tremendous to have him here. And um, and uh, but uh, to to see uh, Hamza, I guess, wrestle that crown as the uh, away from him as the top junior, and to uh, maybe slow that hype train down a little bit and uh, bring some attention to himself. And I think in the post match interview, I might have mentioned that he's very much been training in Jamie's shadow. Mm. And whilst uh, all the attention's been on Jamie, he's been quietly working away and 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 working on his craft. And uh, Saturday, we got to see the result. Of all of that, absolutely, yeah, for sure. Should, should we go through the the results very Let's quickly? Let's go through the results. All right, so our first match up, we had a left handed match with Christian Bose and Stephen Carroll, who was a last minute replacement. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be uh, Christian versus Lass Botha, but Lass got injured, mm. uh, and then it was supposed to be Christian Bose versus uh, Brett Coots, and unfortunately, mm. Brett couldn't make it. Uh, and so we, uh, Stephen had been lobbying for that match. He wanted he wanted that match. He'd been hankering, hadn't he? Hankering yeah. very much. Yeah, uh, snowmobiling <laughs> for uh, that match. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and very. Uh, I mean, Stephen's uh, 135 kilos now. He's is uh, as big and as strong as he's ever been. There was a, a delightful little video of him um, curling 70 kilos. Uh, so obviously a really strong young man. And mm-hmm. uh, um, and Christian is the. Well, the the current champion, a uh, national champion uh, uh, for left hand. Well, no, he was 
this so, is what's interesting about it is okay. that Christian's reasonably new to the sport, but he was ranked number one in Canberra and he had recently gone over to the Sydney Spartans Club and uh-huh. had been very dominant on the left hand over there. So, mm. yeah, he was a little bit of an unknown quantity, but uh, him and Stephen had had a match previously. Stephen went through a, oh. a bit of a trip through you know, the, that The Stephen Carroll tour of the Eastern <laughs> States. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. And he had a, a super match with Christian well, maybe six months ago or something. Mm. And he said it was pretty close. He said Christian actually won that one, but it was close. And he mm. goes, I really want a rematch. And he goes, if anyone drops out, um, I want that match. And he got that match. Yeah, right? yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't work out in his favour. No, no, because it looked like as much as uh, Stephen's been gaining strength and size and and uh, and, and, and working at his craft, uh, Christian Bowes has been, uh, well, he was mega. Um, there was no doubt about that. He was very dominant in that match-up. And so Stephen was walking away, scratching his head, wondering what to do next. Yeah. So uh, obviously the answer to that is 90 kilo dumbbells. So we'll, right. we'll see. We see. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll see Stephen back uh, bigger, stronger and better than ever. And... Uh, uh, back on an AWE card sometime soon, um, but uh, Christian Bose has certainly earned the right to uh, uh, to uh, call out his next opponent and uh, and see what comes next. Yeah, it's one of those things that's difficult when you're a specialist in. I mean, arm wrestling is a, is a niche sport uh, to start with, but then mm. when you you know you're a specialist on on the left arm, yeah, it uh, it can be difficult to find top level competition. Well, Brett Coots was was a great matchup because you really had that unknown quantity in in Christian and uh, and of course. Very, very much so. Brett is the is the OG of uh, left hand mm. arm wrestling um, in in Australia, and so uh, it would have been quite satisfying to see where where the pecking order uh, sat mm. and where where Christian kind of uh, where where it was that uh, a Christian fit in that whole uh, narrative. But um, on this occasion, we didn't get to see that match up, but we did get to see that Christian Bose is perhaps head and shoulders above the rest r- right now. Yeah. So uh, so dominant. So dominant. I don't know if Laz would have had anything for Christian Bowes, so I think that maybe uh, maybe dodged a bullet there. Yeah, yeah. potentially, especially being injured. Um, he was going to pull it. He, I think it was up to about two weeks, maybe three weeks prior to uh, Laz has said, look, I've been dealing with this injury. I thought it was going to be healed in time, but it's just it's not going to be – I'm not going to be able to give 100%. Well, well, well Laz is quite an outspoken athlete. You, you certainly – you're not left in any doubt as to what he's thinking about anything, but I didn't hear Laz calling out Christian – <laughs> uh, after that performance, so I think that's quite telling. So, uh, but Laz did uh, jump on the tables next, and he, he was did. up against uh, Tom Demkowski, and uh, Tom as, as was quite highly favoured uh, going into that bout. Mm. And uh, Laz, the South African superstar, the berserker himself, um, brought his own brand of arm wrestling uh, to uh, AWE, and uh, now the world knows what we now know about yeah. Laz. It's all noise, excitement, you're never quite sure what's going to happen, but he yeah. never fails to disappoint. He's one of the most entertaining arm wrestlers that you're ever likely to encounter. Absolutely, yeah. This is why I was so excited to get Laz on the card, because his style is is handmade for like mainstream consumption. This guy's... Mm. An entertainment wildfire. I mean, you put him on the table and have a match. It, it's you can't look away. He's, no, he's yelling, he's screaming, he's leaping up on the table. He's, you know, giving it absolutely everything. Um, you know, there's arguments with the referee. There's this, there's <laughs> that. There's there's just fire and character all over him. It's all fireworks. Absolutely. Yeah. It's almost like Devin Larratt in a way. Mm. But to his style, and I think this is why Tom maybe so like, last year ended up winning this match three zero. But he, Lass's style, unless you've sort of prepared yourself or encountered this before, it is 
it is ultra aggressive and mm. it, it's like you know you it's not a slow methodical win this position get this and then roll it's just explode into he, everything he really does <laughs> risk it all every single time and yeah. i think that can be quite um intimidating and mm. uh this had been billed by Jake Ward as uh, as the rough against the smooth, yeah. and Tom being the smooth, and Las being the rough, and I, I think that was a pretty good analysis because mm. that's pretty much how it played out, where uh, where Tom was just trying to find that next position and trying to get comfortable and and work his way through it, and Las was giving him no opportunity <laughs> to do that whatsoever, and that's and well. and yelling at him at the same that's time, screaming, yeah, and screaming, yelling. yeah. <laughs> so uh, so it's a, I mean now the world knows about Las the. Yeah. Zerka Bolter, so yeah. uh, he's no longer just a, a shadowy figures in the um, in the chat rooms, arm wrestling chat rooms getting, of the world, getting banned by Engen, <laughs> yeah, getting kicked out by Engen, and uh, yeah, so he's now uh, he's now uh, legitimately uh, one of uh, the AWE superstars, and yeah, so sure. um, it'd be very interesting to see uh, what's next for for Laz Bolter and and Tom Demkowski will walk away and think uh, think again about you know his approach and what what he'll bring to the table next time, and uh, look to test himself against the best once again. Yeah, it's, it, Lass's style is so strange in terms of because he's building momentum almost because mm. he's hitting and he's hitting and hitting and hitting but it's like he's swinging your arm Yeah, and you're trying to resist it but then when he builds momentum you, you get sort of, mm. you, you get lost into where you can find Resistance will actually pull your arm back, so you right. will well, pull you in, into a into a dominant position just to pull you back. Yes, and so you're not sure at what point you're resisting because yeah. you just want to resist whatever pressure Laz is giving you. But he might be giving you the pressure that you want, but you can't take advantage of that because you you, you kind of think what what Hank, what's going on here? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And he's building momentum, yeah, and, and then all of a sudden he's going for the pin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So uh, it, 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 there's not there's not another arm wrestler in the world like Laz, but the Berserker Bolter that that is a one hundred percent sure and mm. uh, and it's great to see his brand of arm wrestling get a get an audience as well mm, absolutely and uh, uh, and so uh, we also answered a question there about uh, Josh Barker is Josh Barker a world class under seventy kilo arm wrestler and mm. I think you know we all walk away from his match up with Taron Broad thinking yes even though he didn't walk away with the win on this occasion um, the, uh, Josh and speaking with him afterwards walked away with a lot of positive um, um, impressions of himself and mm. how uh, and his areas of weakness that he felt that uh, uh, which was through his pronation and uh, and in his hand um, he having squared off against Taron uh, a few times over the last 12 months um, he all of those areas that he felt weak in previously he no longer did and mm. put up a considerable fight mm. and uh, as well as the best part of 10 or so kilos um, and uh, I mean Taron's world class at 80 kilos um, and so Josh to uh, put up uh, the struggle that he did mm. um, uh, was uh, was quite commendable and um, and a, a real positives walking away for, for Josh from that but uh, you know um, I guess the big question after seeing Taron's performance is how would he now go against Sam Burnett? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think in that match that Josh was his own worst enemy. I think he could have won that match. Mm. I think he had the opportunities to do it. I think he actually confused himself th throughout that match. And when I say that, I mean off of the start, uh, he was either he was in two minds, and it was, am I going to slip or am I going to go for it in this one? So mm. out of straps, he was sort of you could see he was like. 
In no I'm not sure. Uh, am I fully committing to the slip? Am I fully committing to a press? Am I fully committing to a top roll? And it was like, by the time it went go, he was half of what he needed to be in all three. You know, it was sort of like, oh, I'm here, but nah, now I'm sort of trying to slip. And mm. yeah, so he lost position rapidly in that. I, I think with a with a better game plan, he would have done quite quite well. And mm. you could see it like after the first round because he did he did get a uh, a pin in in that as well. Mm. Um, and I just I could see the sort of hesitation as he was setting up, and he's he's like he, he's not sure what he's going to do. Yeah. He doesn't know whether he's going to slip or whether he's going to go for it. Mm. And if you're going into that round with that hesitation, it can really play against you because, you know, to slip, you need to be committed 100%. And to pin, you need to commit 100%. If you're halfway between both, that's where you, you're going to lose it or yeah. you'll, you'll be in a, a compromised position straight away. So I think, uh, yeah, with, with some better um, mindset going into each round or more commitment, he probably... He, I think he could have been the favourite in that round. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Taron very much. I mean, Taron's built as you would imagine a, 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 a well, a strong man. He's like yeah. a scaled down strong man. He's a, uh, he, he's built as you would like to specify an arm wrestling physique if you could. Um, so he's got all of the natural assets there that uh, of an arm wrestler. Um, and at 80 kilos, I mean, you, you won't find anybody on the planet that looks bigger mm. uh, than Taron Broad at 80 kilos. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, just a formidable, uh, physically a formidable opponent, mm. um, and uh, and Josh on the other hand just does not look that way. Josh, yeah. Josh almost looks slender, mm-hmm. um, except for as soon as his <laughs> forearm gets pumped, and then uh, <laughs> he looks like a, an absolute freak from outer space. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but um, very interesting matchup. Um, answered some questions and. Uh, and I think uh, Josh walked away with that with uh, enough um, in terms of positives to uh, go back to the drawing board. Um, he'll, he'll no doubt watch watch that video and understand some technical aspects of it that uh, uh, if he'd just uh, realigned things just a little, he mm. could have uh, walked away with a better result than what he did. But I think otherwise yeah. he's quite, quite happy with that result. And I think Taryn's... Um, also feels comfortable with that, and mm. uh, and also, um, you know, found uh, found some joy in the afterpool against some of the super heavyweights. Um, Taron in a hook is uh, stronger than his weight would suggest. <laughs> so uh, um, he uh, he'll, he'll walk. I think he walks away thinking, okay, I'm now ready for the, for the next big matchup, and uh, where that leads him, we'll, mm. we'll soon find out. Yeah, so. You alluded to this matchup a little earlier. So Marcus Sotirai, a new superstar in the world of arm wrestling, mm. um, up against Adam Laura, mm-hmm. um, very, very much a known quantity, uh, uh, some a man that's been around the tables for a long time, um, genuinely loves the sport. Uh, he's certainly not in it for the money. He's a very successful man himself, and <clears throat> and he. Uh, quite quite generous in coming over and uh, spending the time with us that he did and uh, was looking to uh, test himself against uh, a far bigger opponent. So there was a discrepancy of close to 40 or so kilos uh, between the two, mm. and uh, which is incredible when you see Adam Laura in person mm. and then you think, now add 40-odd kilos and you've got Marcus Sotirai. It's, <laughs> it's just phenomenal. I mean, but both of these men were... Just absolute, just absolute beast, yeah. and uh, uh, and to watch that video back, you know, Adam was giving it his absolute all, and 
Marcus uh, just absorbed, seemingly absorbed all of that energy and converted that into some kind of horsepower for himself and then just simply leant over um, and uh, really stamped his authority on that matchup. And yeah. Adam really didn't have any answers in that matchup. And so I uh, walked away scratching his head, wondering what to do next. And uh, uh, I think, uh, I mean, Adam will, will come back uh, bigger and stronger and better next time. But uh, Marcus has certainly uh, now stepped onto the big stage and uh, into the top echelon of the uh, of the biggest of the big and the strongest of the strong. And it will be very interesting to see where Marcus goes next. Absolutely, yeah. Adam Laura, very experienced, wonderful guy and fantastic to have him come over uh, and be part of the first AWE event. And, yeah, unfortunately didn't go his way. It was just, I mean, Marcus was just too strong. You could see on that very first pull, as soon as they went and go, Adam hit with everything he had and Marcus just stood there. Yeah. <laughs> his arm didn't move and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he, he hit through the, the hardest hit of the day with that, that first round. Marcus Adira, he smashed Adam Laura's hand to the table Let's like he was trying to push it through. Yeah, they, those guys pulled the bolts out of the floorboards that I, I bolted it in. <laughs> yeah, that's <just> incredible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll have to go to more, a reinforced cage, I think, if they do come back to the uh, to, uh, to to the AWE stage. Um, so uh, Hamza Hodgick and Jamie Barrett, we spoke about earlier. I mean, that was a, a much hyped matchup to decide who is the the number one junior in mm. Australia. And Jamie Barrett came off a very successful tour of the United States and tested himself against some of some of the best that America's got to offer, and walked away with a uh, with a reputation that uh, might have intimidated uh, a young athlete like yeah. Hamza, and yet. Uh, Hamza took it all in his stride um, and w- what was very telling for me I, we, there, there, there was a bit of money either side I, I don't know if it's legitimate that you can bet on junior athletes but uh, sure. um, let's say it didn't happen but it's McDonald's vouchers it happened um, so uh, so there was um, some money flying around within the arm wrestling fraternity and uh, with respect to this matchup and there was a very decidedly one large considerable camp on the side of Jamie Barrett and um, and I think we could put uh, Ryan Bowen very firmly into that camp, Jake Ward very firmly in that camp, and uh, let's just say their wallets are a little lighter now as a result <laughs> of that. Um, Hollywood and myself were very much, uh, we, we, we had the benefit of training with Hamza and understood what well, we understood in terms of where it was at in terms of our level, which mm. was very very much head and shoulders above, um, but could also see how quickly he was progressing. And, right. I, you know, almost from the time that we announced this matchup to the matchup, there's... I think that <laughs> I think Hamza grew an inch in that period of time, yeah. and uh, I shook hands with Hamza maybe uh, a month and a half ago, and again at the weigh-ins. And uh, by the way, and Hamza uh, had to weigh in a, uh, earlier than all the other athletes, as he had his school formal yeah. that night. Yeah, um, his age, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, <laughs> um, that's why his hair was freshly cut as well. I'd imagine. Oh, um, yeah, you notice this. Oh, well, he had a hat. Uh, uh, <laughs> so for, first time I've seen him with his hair short, actually. Oh. And uh, uh, but when I shook his hand, uh, I thought that's not the same hand that was attached to Hamza last time we mm. shook hands. It, it, it felt as much as zero as a hand, and you went, "Oh, sorry, that's, I've yeah, grabbed so the wrong can person." You, can can you take the basketball <laughs> glove off, please? Um, <laughs> baseball glove, I mean. Um, and uh, yeah, but uh, Hamza, uh, yeah, stepped on stage and with a point point to prove, and uh, and very much did that. And I think shook the arm wrestling world and uh, realigned where people think uh, perhaps Jamie is at in in some respects, but also. Uh, Hamza is well and truly wherever Jamie might be, uh, head and shoulders above, and walked away with the uh, 
with the first belt of the evening, which yeah. was the AWE Junior Championship, mm-hmm. and uh, he is now the AWE Junior Champion and has that belt uh, securely wrapped around his waist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it was it was an unknown match for me, and these sort of uh, rivalries, or you know, I mean, it was all in fun, but. Uh, I, I didn't. I've never met Jamie, and I had never been on the tables with him, obviously. Uh, so I had really no information to go on as to whether or not he was way above Harms, or, or you know, I just hoped it was going to be a really good match. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, every time Ryan or Jake would sort of talk about it, they would be like, "Our boy versus your boy," and it was <laughs> like, oh, "All right, <laughs> you know, so it's going to be like that, is it?" Yeah, yeah. sure. But, um, and then yeah, we had some some fun little bets, which made it a lot, you know. It always spices things up when you when you put money on the line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was. Very what did you dominant. spend the money on? <laughs> uh, an Aussie arm wrestler T-shirt. Oh, that's right. <laughs> very generous of you. Yes. Uh, Gunter's uh, Bykovs and Mario Zambarkas. Now, th- there's a, a little bit of history here because uh, uh, we did have an event in Adelaide, and uh, Mario was originally due to attend that event and uh, wasn't able to make it, and Gunter's. Uh, I don't think he made much of the fact that he was likely to turn up on that day, mm. but casually just mm. uh, just walked through the door mm-hmm. and uh, looked around the room and when Mario wasn't there, um, looked very disappointed. Steam coming off of the... <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was very upset. He, you could see he must have trained like for that and he was looking forward to it. Mm. Uh, Mario... Unfortunately, unable to make it. Uh, we had the impression that he was going to be there up until a few days beforehand, mm. uh, and so yeah, unfortunately, the message didn't get through to Gunters in time. That because I think we found out maybe three days prior mm. um, that Mario wasn't coming along, and we were organising everything else, and just it didn't happen to get to Gunters. Um, so he's turned up expecting that Mario is going to be there, and unfortunately, he wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah, and because it's a a tournament comprised mostly of local arm wrestlers from the South Australian arm wrestling community. Mm. Uh, it was not at the level of Gunter's Bykov. Certainly. So he said, look, if Mario's not here, he goes, I'll, I'll just leave you guys to it. I'm not going to enter the tournament. because I'm not going to take you a thousand bucks. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll go home now and, <laughs> yeah. and think about what I do next. Um, right. And I think he just went home and trained even harder by the looks of things because uh, uh, Gunter's turned up looking very good on the day. I mean, for... A, uh, keeping in mind, Gunters is 50, Mario is 26. Mm. Um, and what was interesting about this matchup that Mario was actually the known quantity of the two athletes. It was the younger man in this case that we we understood where his level was at. Mm. We, he, he also been over to America and uh, over the last 12 months and, and spent time am, uh, amongst the best of the arm wrestling community over there. And um, so we had some inkling as to where Mario sat. Um, Whereas uh, Gunter's, um, he's been in the shadows for, for five years, mm. having retired essentially due to lack of competition, um, just lack of challenge. Mm. Um, so uh, he stepped away from the tables. And, and uh, Gunter's has got two, um, two teenage lads who uh, have over recent times taken to the gym and have been dragging Dad along with them. Mm. And, uh, and Gunter's has been slowly working himself back into... Uh, a competitive shape and um, for a man that uh, hadn't competed in um, best part of five years uh, he displayed no signs of ring rust and uh, was um, well 
was quite dominant in the, in that matchup. There was a, it, it was interesting that Mario may have may have been able to uh, capture Gunter's hand on a couple of occasions. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It seemed that he really uh, had enough there, but just not the base low power um, of of Gunter's, who ab- admittedly was carrying an extra twenty or so kilos over and above Mario, and is is. Uh, maybe two or three inches taller as well, and and all of those uh, are factors that can be taken into account. But really, what you did have was Gunter's previous Australian champion against Mario, who's been the man to beat for many years, um, and uh, and Gunter's reasserting himself as being the man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and now for Mario to be the man once again, he's need, he needs to beat the man. So, but there might need to be a a rethink there, and uh, and uh, some some. Uh, a little bit more training and a little bit more, a uh, little bit more strength to, to build up to uh, to find himself at a level where um, he can uh, uh, be challenging Gunter's Bykovs for that uh, heavyweight belt once more. Yeah, that's right. And it felt like it was almost a mirror match. I wasn't sure exactly how this match was going to go because mm. I hadn't seen Gunter's compete in person ever. Like he had retired before I'd started the sport, mm. and so he he dropped past the. Um, SA Titans every now and then you know once once every sort of 10 months he would sneak in and just destroy everybody <laughs> <laughs> and because you think okay I'm, I'm doing all right I'm getting better you know I'm, I'm, I'm rising through the ranks of the club like maybe I'll have something and you just I love it when you're giving you absolute or everything everything he's going oh yes yes <laughs> yes uh, nice okay good. okay good 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 <laughs> you know oh I'm okay yeah yeah, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. I see here. what you're trying to do. I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> it's, it's not working. Yeah, it doesn't work. It won't work here. It won't work here. <laughs> yeah. And so to see him get on the table, I wasn't exactly we, sure. We had a, we had a, one of our arm wrestlers' mothers, so strong like you. <laughs> Back in Latvia. Yeah. She was uh, she was good. She was good. She was yeah, good. She was probably a bit stronger than you. She was you know. like the third worst woman in Latvia. <laughs> It's her first day. <laughs> oh, man. man, they do do, do build them differently in Latvia, don't they? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But but that matchup in terms of the technical stylistically, aspect, yeah, stylistically, yeah. I wasn't sure what what uh, game plan Gunters was going to implement. He felt incredibly strong pronation wise every time he dropped past the club. It felt like he could pronate from any position, which is which is a top role style. Uh, and it looked like in that match, both these guys were trying to top roll. Obviously, you're going to slip when you get that happening. They get strapped up. And it looked like Mario was, was winning the hand. and But with Guntis's power and explosiveness off that start, he would win the middle. So even though he was losing his hand, he would get to the middle and then he would immediately transition to a press. press yeah. And so without his hand, it, was, it wasn't completely flopped, mm. but it was probably halfway there. And yeah. he was able to transition to a press and and get the win. Yeah, and it was speed as well. Like he would he would win the middle and then immediately he's on a press. So if, if you're the opponent and you feel like oh I've got the I've got the hand here, there's and no now, chance to adjust. Yeah, mm. so I've got the hand. Oh, and I've been pressed. Yeah. <laughs> so he did manage to sort of turn it on the inside, or Mario turned it on the inside more towards a hook in yeah. the third round. But again, uh, Gunter's able to to press on top of that. But well, what's really exciting for me it, it, out of that matchup is that Mario is twenty six. You forget he's seemingly been around forever, and you just imagine you know there's uh, I, I don't know a strength athlete that's at their prime at twenty six. Yeah. You know, so 
you know, he's he's got muscle maturity to look forward to. He's got that tendon strength, that specific strength, all of that mm. still to look forward to. Mm. So he's not even coming into his own yet, and mm. yet he's you know been at, at the at the top of the table for so long. Um, so um, you know, there's definitely an exciting future ahead for for Mario Tambakis, and and great and very healthy for him to be able to test himself against a, a yeah. new opponent um, yeah. and to discover you know I think in arm wrestling over recent times there's been a, a little bit of musical chairs about that where you know the top guys there's a there's a handful and they tend to arm wrestle each other a bit and become quite familiar with each other but this was something new and something fresh and different from Mario and mm. and maybe if Mario knew that he was going to be up against somebody who was mirroring his style mm. um, again he, he would approach that differently and mm. um, and who knows what might happen in that scenario where he's better prepared for that mm. uh, next time so I'm sure Mario will walk away and take notes and understand that there's a pathway to victory somewhere there. And uh, if he felt, he said after the match, I, I think if it went to four or if it was first to five, he goes, I think I would have had him. Because yeah. uh, he felt that that he's, uh, Gunters' hand was gassed to the point where he could have taken control if the match had continued. But obviously it was first to three, so that's all, he, all she wrote. But uh, yeah, he, it was interesting to find that he felt... If the match had gone, if it was you know six rounds, or if it was first to four, or first to five, that uh, he probably would have made a comeback there. Mm, very interesting. Mm. And and, and well, I guess we, we, this is a question that's come up in the world of arm wrestling um, over the last week or so in terms of, uh, and we saw it in our own main event um, between uh, Ryan and Marta Oringa. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we've got uh, you know the larger athlete gassing. Um, and what and uh, not capable of completing the the six rounds. Yeah. Um, and is that a is that a win or is that a loss? Shouldn't and, be a loss. And um, in Hollywood, Matt Connolly's opinion, <laughs> perhaps um, uh, it is a loss. And um, so um, yeah, there's some uh, there's perhaps some iteration refinement to uh, to that in the in the world of AWE that. Oh, yeah. um, uh, if if opponents are going to agree to six rounds, then they that's a six round match. It's mm. um, uh, it's not something uh, that you can walk away from just because you've got your nose in front uh, and the numbers seem stacked in your your favour. So, mm. um, and I think that opens the door perhaps for those um, people that aren't necessarily mass monsters and and the smaller athlete that's. Um, able to uh, oxygenate their system and recover more quickly and yeah. um, put themselves into uh, winning positions over a longer run. Mm. So, uh, yeah, stay, stay tuned to some innovations in that space when, oh, um, yeah. when you next watch the AWE. We're doing first to four. First to four. First to four is, is how our matches will be in the future. Word. Yeah. You've I, heard I, it here I've first. I've never been a fan of the sixth round regardless for exactly that reason. Mm. Somebody gets 4-0 up and then they either quit or they just lay down for the last two, or they just goof around for the last two. Mm. And it's like, what's the point of that? You know, it, yeah. it, it should be, and having first to four, if you're up 3-0, you're good on you. You've still got to get another win to mm. finish this. You've got to you've got to actually decisively end the match. You can't choose to, to end, and that's what you saw with Levan um, and Hermes on the weekend as well. Mm. He was up 4-0 four, four and uh, couldn't continue. And... Yeah, it's like, okay, well, now it's 4-2. Yeah, surely you still won the match. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, the fans are there. It's supposed to be six rounds, and you're only doing four. Mm. Well, let's do first to four so we 
force you to continue and you must get to four. You can't be goofing off. Mm. If you want to mess around in that last round, you might have opened the door for a comeback from your opponent. Well, it'll be very interesting if, uh, say, uh, Mario Tambakis in this case um, you know, says, well, look, I, I, I want a rematch, but I want it under uh, the, the agreement that we're going to carry it through first to four or first to five or mm. whatever it might be and mm. let's see who wins under 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 that, that those conditions mm. um <clears throat> and um you know it makes you wonder what might have happened uh with uh, with uh, ryan blue bowen and much um match up um so mm. uh if, if it had stretched out another one or two uh, would ryan have had enough although mm. um I think both men were pretty spent at that stage, um, but nonetheless, you know, it was that 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 uh, uh, that door being ajar that Ryan needed to be able to sneak through and stick his boot in there and uh, and make an opening? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll never know now. Mm. But, um, but this is one of those things is for what you you said a second ago. If somebody, in terms of the endurance side, is is a factor in a match. If you're having a super match. And somebody else is just incredibly explosive. Well, maybe their explosiveness starts to wear out after three rounds. Mm. And then it's like, well, what have you got now? Because mm. you've got three pins. Yeah, but now you're gassed. Like, what mm. else do you have? And it, I think it creates a more well-rounded athlete. Mm. Because if you get the first three wins, great. You've still got to get another win. It also provides an opportunity for the giant killers. Yeah. You know? So... Um, very interesting, very interesting. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, Blue Bowen versus uh, The Beast, mm. um, Head Morris. Mm. Um, that was um, an exciting match-up. Yeah. Um, and um, whenever you've got somebody who's 165 kilos in the, in the cage, I mean, it's uh, across the table, it's uh, it's always a sight and, um, and, a, and a spectacle. And, uh, uh, well, we knew how strong Marcia was before... Uh, before he stepped into the cage and we knew what a formidable opponent he was going to be and of course it was all on quite late notice and uh, Ryan had been, parent, been preparing for a very very different opponent um, although originally it was Chance Shaw and um, Ryan's early preparation for that matchup he felt was going to keep him in good stead uh, when facing off against the Beast mm. so um, uh, what was your read there? Yeah, a uh, surprise, actually. Uh, I thought Ryan would have been the favourite in that matchup. Um, fantastic that Matawarengi stepped in uh, last minute, and I think it was two days' notice um, mm. when we had um, Michael Todd, unfortunately, with his snowmobile accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's ATV accident. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, yeah, fantastic that he came over, that we were able to put on a main event and a quality main event. And the comments from people when we announced that matchup as the replacement once Todd Hutchings had been injured uh, was that they were looking forward to that more because it was almost seen as a bit of a squash match having Todd Hutchings and Ryan Bowen um, so they were like oh he's just going to flatten him you know if Ryan can do anything that, that'll be the only talking point uh, whereas with this one it was going to be competitive it was like oh um, actually you know, Ryan should be the favourite here but Hedda Morris is, is a massively strong guy yeah, and unbeaten in 10 years in New Zealand and current bench press champion 165 kilos came second to lock on Adair in the over the top tournament uh earlier was that that no, was last year um yeah huge huge man and then getting in and uh, for a six round match on two days notice against ryan bowen uh, and it was a great match as well very interesting a lot of back and forth there a was a lot of back and forth there yeah. was no flash pins or anything like that there was no dominant um just 
over the overpowered victory. It seemed off, to be real, real fight over the centre on a couple of occasions there, where uh, you know it, it it could have gone either way there for for a moment or, or mm. two, and and just seemed that Heather Morris just was able to you know apply that little bit more pressure, get get things more on his side, and from there. For as long as he had hand control, he was able to keep moving forward. And on maybe the one or two occasions where he didn't, he was able to uh, press through that mm. and uh, and see himself to the pin. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. You almost saw every single possible technique come out from both guys there. Yeah. Ryan uh, pulling out a King's move and even on the second round. But it looked like, and this is one of the things with Ryan, is that he's known for his, his hand and his wrist strength. And it didn't look at any point in the match that... Um, he willingly gave that up or that he lost that. Mm. And especially in that first round, he still had the cup in his in his position. It was just, Hedda Morris was just so strong, so heavy, he was able to sort of still pin, even though Ryan still had a, a cup position. Yeah, uh, Ryan sort of played around with a couple of different ideas, trying to press, you know. Well, he was almost successful there in the, in the strap. Um, mm. And he can only blame himself for that because it was a pound-for-pound strap. <laughs> so the, the, the strap uh, got, got very loose and it seemed maybe that was to his advantage at mm. one point and then it just got too loose and yeah. he just didn't have the the leverage and and then it, it, it favoured the, the beast from there. Yeah, absolutely. The beast just too powerful. Um, Ryan did what he could. Um, you know, what can you do? You've given everything. He's got nothing to hang his head about. Um, you know, you've tried all these different techniques uh, and you were in certain positions, certain moments. Mm. Uh, the beast just too strong on the day. Well, it's a, I mean, it's incredible to think that maybe even just a matter of three or so months earlier, uh, Ryan was literally half... The yeah. weight of his opponent. Yes. Um, so, you know, we, we saw Ryan Bowen in his biggest, strongest ever shape. Um, and uh, and uh, as a newly minted heavyweight mm. um, uh, and uh, up against one of the strongest men yeah. this side of the planet. What, a, uh, what an opponent to pick. <laughs> of all the people. <laughs> of all the people. But, you know, I, say, I think that speaks to... Ryan's courage as an athlete. Um, I mean, Ryan certainly had more to lose in this situation than anybody else. In, in it, it, Ryan could have licked his wounds and said, oh, Todd Hutchins isn't here, he's injured. I'm sure he'll be back in a few months' time. Let's just postpone it. We'll do it all again. We'll run this back. This will be fine. And uh, we still would have had a spectacular card. It would have been a lovely event. We would have caught up. It would have been great fun. It would have been, it would have been nice and fresh for after pull and the public would have had a great time. Um, but, uh, you know, it speaks volumes of Ryan's um, courage and, and determination, not just to put on a, a great show, but to test himself regardless of what might be coming your way. And mm. uh, he'd, he'd naturally prepared for, and, and a lot of people aren't aware that it was a third opponent um, yeah. along the way um, that uh, that dropped out. So we had three main events cancel, and Ryan had pr- primed himself for all three uh, during the course of the preparation and in what was a, a pretty short period of time to be preparing for mm. one uh, opponent, let alone uh, three, and in the end four mm. uh, different opponents and and, uh, very, and all vastly different weight categories, uh, all different vastly styles. different styles. Um, and But interestingly, his final opponent was probably the one that was most known to him, yes. that he was most familiar with. But then what we saw was a, a new version of Madaringa. Yeah, you know he 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 was, um, and and many people were commenting how much more technically proficient 
the beast was. You mm. know, obviously known for his base load strength. You know, there was a you know, the, the, there's no denying that when mm. you see somebody in that type of physical condition, and he's obviously a very powerful individual and would be able to overwhelm most people. But um, he, uh, but there was the technical proficiencies that uh, that had um, surprised many. And as you said, there was every type of technique that was applied during that matchup, and mm-hmm. both athletes had to really go to the end of their skill spectrum in order to um, stay in the match. Yeah. And, uh, and and so we, I think we saw the best of both athletes in, in that situation. We saw Ryan being courageous and testing himself and having to uh, basically pull every tool out of the box to try and stay in the match up against somebody who um, is, was twice as the weight just a, a matter of months ago. Mm. Uh, and then you you, you had uh, essentially in, in the beast uh, somebody coming here to prove a point that he's not all just strength and power. Mm. That's, a, that's a big part of it, but... Hey, there's a there's some technique here that the world needs to listen to, and and that's the difference between him being a, a regional strongman generalist uh, to maybe being a world class arm wrestler. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah we we, uh, we we saw uh, enough in Ryan there to feel that um, as a as a heavyweight, he's still got a lot to offer. Mm. And uh, with Maduringi, we uh, we saw that here we go. We've got uh, got somebody who's going to be. Uh, stepping on the world stage again and um, and has a lot to prove against uh, the top echelon of athletes. Mm. Yeah, I think Ryan has been targeting that 105 sort of kilo uh, world ranking, um, which is where you've got guys like Arakali, you've got John Brzezink, you've got Angabaya, you've got, you've got guys... Hollywood McCollin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the deadly. That that's, the, that's the final boss just, there. Just, just <laughs> waiting, just itching to get off the commentary desk. And that's right. It's just, oh, you need somebody? Do you need somebody? <laughs> Are you hurt? Are you, can you continue? <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, you can continue. Okay, never mind. Take me in, take me in. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, fantastic event. I'm so glad to put this on together, and uh, you know yourself and Ryan to put all these things uh, in place, and you know create the AWE, and yeah, it was a, a whirlwind of, of fun of creating content and and you know getting shirts done and organizing this and production and videos and photos and athletes and you know flying people and meeting people at the airport and <laughs> yeah, it was great. One funny thing was uh, I had to pick Ryan up from the airport and. Um, uh, in Adelaide Airport, it's like a long drive of, you know, you, you've got to be crawling along at two kilometres an hour. <laughs> and if you see your person, you can pull over and pick them up. And then you got you got to get out of there. It's like a no standing thing. There's like 20 guys standing there like telling you, ready to tell you off <laughs> if you stay there for more than three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking and it's like, okay, there's a family, there's like an old lady, there's like, and then this like dude just standing there. Like, it was like, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, there he is. That was him. There is, there's Ryan Mowat. He He's the world's strongest ginger. Stood out from the crowd <laughs> looking massive. He was, yeah, 107 kilos. Uh, yeah, pure fury. He was ready to go. He was in shape and he brought everything he had, but... Unfortunately, on the day, it wasn't enough against uh, 165 kilo, enormously strong uh, Manawaringi head in, Morris. Indeed, and uh, so it raises questions. You know, what what's next for Ryan Bowen? Uh, what's next for many of these uh, th- these men that faced off on the card? And um, and AWE two and three might start answering some of those questions. That's right. Looking forward to it. Should be great. Well, uh, thank you very much, Hollywood Matt Connolly, for sharing the mic, uh, not just today, but on the day of the big event. And um, 
to everybody that's tuned in and and uh, checked out the the excuse me mm. <coughs> to the uh, the live stream and um, and and uh, who, who bought the pay per view and yeah. uh, who um, put their own money down to be part of the event. We, we we really do thank you. Um, mm. Without you, there w- it would not be an event. Uh, to the athletes, of course, that uh, took a punt on something new and turned up and uh, came all the way to Adelaide in order to uh, compete. You know, it's absolutely amazing, and uh, uh, we we thoroughly enjoyed hosting you, and uh, and we, uh, we certainly look forward to doing this all again on the Gold Coast very very soon. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we've. Um, uh, and of course, um, to all of the um, uh, arm wrestling influencers and all the people within the arm wrestling community that have uh, highlighted the event, made a video about it, reviewed it, spoken about it, um, uh, Jake Ward in particular uh, for covering the event, um, and uh, and Uncle John um, who uh, took the time out of their very very busy schedules, um, especially with King of the Table being on, and um, and uh, I've. I've, I've just blown away that uh, Jake took the time in order to uh, to cover the event the way that uh, um, him and Uncle John do in their customary yeah. uh, signature style, and uh, so that was uh, absolutely amazing. And uh, you know, we're deeply in- indebted to uh, all all of the guys out there in the arm wrestling community that took the time out of their day to uh, shine a light on the AWE. And uh, we'll have that. Uh, so a few questions that came up. No, I'm not. Kratos, so that's... Uh, <laughs> he is. He's, just <laughs> He's 3,000 years old. But uh, no, <laughs> I am who Kratos is based on. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, But uh, um, uh, the AWE store will be up very, very soon. So uh, for those people that like the shirts and uh, and have their favourite athletes, they will soon be able to jump in, uh, into the store and grab themselves uh, uh, their shirt. Um, One of the cool them. things about that is the athletes are getting 50% of each of the profit is that correct yeah yeah correct so the athletes benefit so if you've got a favorite athlete you want to get behind them um then uh you know you can certainly buy their their shirt and store and wear that proudly and know that it's going to a, going to a great place and yeah. helping these guys turn pro um and that's really uh what we're all about here at the awe so uh, uh there'll be hats and there'll be hoodies and and all of that type of normal merch that used to coming across uh, but uh, uh you'll find all of that in the awe store very very soon and uh a uh, big announcement, of course, on the day was that Monster Michael Todd <laughs> was going to be uh, <laughs> appearing at AWE2. And yeah. uh, uh, almost immediately after that announcement is biceps snap. It's like 12 hours later or something. Just crazy. So uh, the curse of Ryan Bowen continues yeah. to uh, cast its shadow over the arm wrestling world. So... Um, yeah, we, we wish uh, Monster Michael Todd a uh, yeah, very speedy recovery as well. Uh, we seem to say that a lot of mm. our feature athletes at the moment. Was so it a snowmobile accident? Uh, there were snowmobiles involved. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so it was, it was in a tournament. I <laughs> saw the footage as I was driving in. Ah, right. Yeah. So what did, what did that look like to you? Uh, it didn't I've not look, seen it. I've um, only heard speculation. Right. It didn't look too bad. If you, if you watch it, I think there's like a 40-second clip. Uh, and I reckon it was him that put it up. Um, he, he's gone for a pin and they've slipped apart. And he just like sort of rubs his arm and he's like, oh, that didn't, didn't feel right. right. Yeah. And then... He's like, oh, I don't think I'll continue. And obviously that was the tear. But yeah, yeah unfortunately for uh, Monster Michael Todd, we won't see him at AWE2, but we may see him in, in the future. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, nat- naturally, you know, hope he hope he gets well soon. I understand he's uh, he, he is, uh, waiting on his recovery plan to to be rolled out and mm. uh, waiting to find out the, the dates for surgery. And once he's got those 
date's locked in, well, you'll know more about how long it's going to take for him to be able to get back on the competitive table. And, um, you know, the world's not the same without Michael Todd driving yeah. around winning arm wrestling competitions all yeah. around uh, North America. That's right. So uh, we, we hope to see him back out there doing it soon, of course, on an AWE table uh, sometime in the not-too-distant future. Mm. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, that's not going to stop uh, the Monster Factory uh, mm. event, so that's still going ahead. So uh, it's not going to stop his ability to wear one of these and talk into one of these. So yep. um, so uh, certainly stay tuned to uh, the Monster Factory events and, uh, and check out uh, all of that kind of stuff that's going on on Michael's uh, channel and support him whilst he's injured um, and make sure that, uh, you know, he's got every reason to come back to the competitive table very, very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Monster Michael Todd, Rebecca Todd, wonderful people, and oh, I was gutted when I found out he wasn't going to be. Yeah, we'll work with him in the future, and uh, obviously when he's 100% again. And he was he was pulling a left arm something or other yesterday, figured out a king's move on his left, so maybe left arm is an option. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it is. So, um, um, or Christian Bowes will need somebody to compete yeah, against, won't he? Right. So, um, so uh, yeah, well, to everybody who's been involved in tuning into uh, the podcast and supported us um, over the last couple of years that we've been talking into microphones and uh, been along on this journey with us um, and uh, stayed for the event. Thank you very much. Um, we're, we're very much indebted to you and uh, uh, we look forward to bringing you m- more of this and uh, more big events very, very soon. So uh, thank you very much, guys, and uh, stay tuned for more. Thanks a lot.